0: Hi, welcome to the podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start conversation on Block 4, Education, Social and Human Development. Unit 11, Role of Education in Social and Human Development, Emerging Perspectives. For long, education has been identified with progress and prosperity. In fact, the spread of education is treated as an effective solution to the problems of economic decline, hunger and human poverty. Education appears as a core areas of concern in public policies in national as also international circles. We find governments in different countries pursuing the goal of widening the spread of education at one level and international agencies such as United Nations pursuing the larger target of universalizing primary education as part of Millennium Development Goals, which in effect means ensuring that by 2015, children boys and girls alike in all parts of the world are able to complete a full course of primary schooling. What are the major objectives of education? Apart from bringing in prosperity and material affluence, does education have any other role to play in ameliorating human suffering? Does it have a bearing on social and human development we have studied the multiple dimensions of the concept of education and viewpoints of major thinkers on education we have already learned about the articulation of the ideas of some of them in specific setting as rishi valley school which is founded on the principles and perspectives of J Krishnamurti in addition we are aware of the role of education in bringing about the social change and social mobility we would have realized that the scope of education is not confined to the three rs reading writing and arithmetic education has a distinct role to play in society in this unit we will explore the basic issue of education in the context of social and human development we begin with the acquiring and understanding of the twin concepts of social and human development then we will derive into the role of education within this framework in the next unit we will learn about the role of education in the empowerment of the marginalized people which is a significant component of social and human development now let us move to the next point social and human development indicators we have already read in detail about the twin concept of social and human development the world bank 2005 defines social development as the process of increasing the assets and capabilities of individuals to improve their well-being capacity of social groups to transform their relationship with other groups and participate in development processes and ability of society to reconcile the interest of its constituent elements govern itself and manage change as early as in 1990s it was accepted that in its widest connotation the concept of development had more to do with the general sense of human well-being than with the growth of material output The annual human development reports have forcefully initiated the shift in focus from expanding incomes to non-income dimensions of well-being in understanding human development. The Human Development Report through 2005 clearly states that human development is about freedom and about building human capacities which encompasses the range of things that people can do and what they can be this range gets narrowed when conditions of poverty illness illiteracy social and economic discrimination and unrest prevail the basic capabilities for human development are leading a long and healthy life being educated having adequate resources for a decent standard of living and social and political participation in society. Now let us move to the next point, education for capacity building of poor and the marginalized. For long it has been said that education seems to protect the poor and the marginalized from exploitation by generating awareness of their rights capacities and capabilities. The role of education hence seems to be confined to awareness, generation and at least opening opportunities for employment and in this sense providing security of income. Certainly, this is a limited and highly restricted view of the scope of education in society. What often remains unattended is the role of education in the empowerment of the poor and the marginalized for several reasons. The chief among them being the ease of governing the disempowered people. When people become empowered to make choices, take decisions for themselves and challenge the decisions of the administrator's governance, becomes difficult. It is for this reason that despite the fact that plan documents do contain expressions such as community participation, people's movements that convey a sense of decentralization, they are prepared and implemented by the bureaucracy and those who have no understanding of the social reality of those for whom they plan. And make policies. The participation of local communities is often for namesake, according to Dres and Sen. The education system has served to safeguard the interest of the privileged and powerful groups of people living behind the socially and economically disadvantaged. Rumpel writes that if education is really to be a means of reducing social inequalities and redressing the skewed course of development followed in the last few decades it shall have to be recognized as a site of struggle for power the classrooms shall have to relocate the power to critique and change the power also to decide what shall count as legitimate content for curricula to choose enabling pedagogies negotiated when, where and ultimately for what purposes. The educational discourse would need to consciously give voice to the silenced majority and redefine its objectives by valuing their lives on their terms strong and visible affirmative action in favor of the disadvantaged and disempowered will have to redefine the educational priorities of the countries in the region equally important is to address the issue of the content of teaching it is live that the curriculum is rooted in the urban middle class background of those who design the curriculum There has been widespread acceptance of the need to develop curriculum based on the social context and life experience of the disadvantaged section of society. It is said that when this happens, learning would be both joyful and meaningful to the children. What happens, however, is that the children belonging to the disempowered and disadvantaged families are treated. As backward and inferior they have therefore be made to catch up with their counterparts belonging to the empowered and privileged families furthermore they need to be told how to conduct their lives what to do what not to do all this is through the process of education in the course of which they are fed on bites and pieces of information. There are fragments of information may not be completely comprehensible to the children for they do not relate with their life situation, neither are they able to make use of it. A natural consequence of bias in the education system itself and lack of interest of student is a rise in the number of dropouts. Contrary to the understanding that children of marginalized families are deficient in basic capacities and capabilities of learning is the fact that they are more sensitive to aware and conscious of the conflicts and complexities of life. It is unfair to judge them on the basis of their performance in standardized formats and centralized criteria of assessment of their capacities to learn and articulate information that is by no means close to their own life. Consider, for example, tribal children who grew up learning indigenous way of measuring rice, how, when they are introduced to the modern counting system in elementary classes there is a great likelihood that they would not be able to understand and perform well in examinations if however their indigenous system of counting is integrated with the teaching process it is expected that they would learn with ease and with greater comprehension the need therefore is to Establish pedagogy of emancipation in place of pedagogy of the oppressed and articulate Ferrari ideas on education and develop faith among the people in their own rationale and wisdom as worthwhile for pursuant. In fact, traditional knowledge, for example, about waste harvesting, local food processing, fish farming, metal casting have significant potential for inclusion in the school curriculum. This would empower the people at the grassroots and provide opportunity for enriching their living conditions. Incorporation of human rights into education prepares children to accompany and produce desired societal changes, increase their capacity to participate in decision-making processes leading to social, cultural, and economic policies. The endeavor of making human rights a component of education brings in profound reform in the entire education system, more so because it has a bearing on curriculum framework methods of teaching, classroom management, and assessment procedures. In its full sense, human rights education implies that rights are not only communicated as part of teaching but also implemented as part of teaching-learning practice leading to decentralization, democratization of education, as also respect for human dignity. Here we wind up this conversation and thank you so much for choosing this podcast.